Um, I want to talk to you a, a bit about uh, empowered by the living Christ. Uh, I, I thought the package, the worship package today was just so good. And I always have uh, some difficulty remembering all the lyrics, uh, you know. And I even have difficulty reading, uh, remembering some of the tunes. But I always try to take with me the essence, you know. And, and so, but I thought the, the uh, praise and worship package was just so so uh, apropos to what we're going to be sharing here uh, this morning about uh, empowered by the living Christ. And when we talk about being empowered, we're talking about being given power or authority to perform something. So you have been empowered. You've been given the power, the strength, um, the authority to perform something. You've been given an enablement. So then now you are made able. Uh, and, and I didn't think of, of this until just this second, but in the Spanish language, the verb poder means to be able or, or to be, or you can also use it can do, you know, like to be able to do something. You have the ability, I can do it. I can get it done. And so that's an, a, a, a wonderful thing. So this is what God does is he gives us the poder. He gives us the power. He gives us the ability to get things done. We have to recognize that Jesus is not just some uh, warm fuzzy inside you, that Jesus is your strength, is your ability. Uh, and, uh, and so whatever opposition or, or task, a task or an opposition that you encounter or have, then Jesus is able in you to get that done. So it, it would not matter, to, to use a, 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 a football metaphor, if the, if the opponent was a 340-pound tackle and you were a 160-pound running back, then God, then God in you, Christ in you, would, cause you to, would enable you to run around him, outrun him, or just run right through him. It, it can happen. That's what you have to understand. You can't say... Um, I'm not so sure. Well, when you say I'm not so sure, that's doubt and unbelief. And you cannot ever please God without faith. So doubt and unbelief do not please God. When you and, you and I are empowered for every situation, I was giving you a lot, uh, some personal examples. I give biblical examples as well. But I was giving you personal examples of my life when I've thought I can't do that. And that is true. I could not do that in and of myself. But when the Lord said, do it, I found myself able to do it. That is to go above and beyond what that obstacle presented. Yes. The Lord wants us to understand that uh, it, it, not just, um, as it were, mentally, he doesn't want us to understand it just with our head, with our brain. He wants to give us experience. So God will tell you something, but then he wants you to experience it. And so he gives us experience in this. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, Paul explains it like this. And as I explain a little bit as to how Paul explains it, I have been so blessed in my reading of the scriptures, not just recently, but recently, not just recently, but recently it's been even greater because I'm seeing that everything God requires of us and he's begun to share with us from Genesis all the way through Malachi. 
and then he comes back and he reiterates it and brings it back in another way through Matthew, through Revelation. So when we, when we say we are empowered by the living Christ, then we know that, that God within us is our enablement. It's like I always use the scripture, uh, greater is he who is within us and he who is in the world, and etc. And so in Colossians chapter 2, Paul says, as you have therefore receive Christ, as you therefore rather, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Wow. So then, then God gave him to us for our enablement, for our strength, for our power. He says, now this is what he explains it. He says, this is how you want to walk in Jesus, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Now, before I go further, he says rooted. I, I've, pl I've planted uh, things before, you know, of gardens and flowers and whatever. And when you plant them, you want to make sure that the roots are covered with the soil and get them down in the soil and, and have some moisture there, etc. You know, you want to do that. So he says you have to be rooted in Christ. You, you want a plant that takes root in the earth. So you have to take root in Christ. And how do you take the uh, root in Christ? By obeying what he says, by studying what he says, by not departing from what he said. You, you, that's how you take root. And then you believe him. So when the wind comes uh, and, and, and blows against you as the plant, then you believe that I'm rooted and I'm not going to be uprooted by something exterior to Jesus Christ. That's how you walk in this thing. That's how you're rooted in him. And so you always want your plants to take root. Uh, if you were a boy uh, or a young girl in the, in the rural areas, uh, if you planted gardens, I, uh, I'm sure you've had this experience. I remember my dad said, no, no, son, you have to get, get it, it deeper in the earth, you know, because the, it, the little rain will come and just wash that plant away. So that's how when you find people who don't go on with God, a little rain comes and it washes them away. Oh, wind comes and they are no more. But you can change that by, by being intentionally rooted. I am rooted in you. You begin to do, as it were, self-talk. You begin to tell yourself what God has told you. That's how I do it. And I would tell myself, sometimes I'll say, hey, 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 hey. You know, I'm talking to myself, nobody else. I'm saying, you stop that. You will not have that attitude. And that's how we do it. And so I am empowered in that, in that I can tell myself what God has told me. And I'm established by that. I'm established by that. You're established by that. So he said, built up in him. Now, so, so God also is using a forming metaphor to say rooted. And now he's using that uh, construction one to say built up. So he wants to build you up. I've, I've been watching a house in our neighborhood uh, under construction. It, it was a, there was a house there on one of the corners in, in the area in the neighborhood. And uh, it had a foundation problem. So they tried to fix the foundation, and they couldn't fix the foundation. They took the whole thing down. And they put a foundation up there. It was a foundation. I'm telling you, uh, I almost feel like just giving that builder a, a shout out here, an advertisement. They, they dug a foundation, a powerful foundation. And they, it says, this house will never have a foundation problem again. That was as though that, that uh, uh, builder was saying. And so 
they, they built this thing and they built it up as strong and the, the, the columns were closer together and it, it was built to last. And so what God has done for us, he has given us Jesus Christ. Why? Because he says, I'm building you to last. And he says, built up in him and what, not even that, but established in the faith. So he has given us an establishment, which means that we have stability in the faith. When you've walked with God for a while, and I, I love getting older. I do. And I, I just love being my age. I, I love it. I, I, you know, see, because for me, uh, grow, growing older and getting more, more and more and more there is not like I'm fading away and I'm irrelevant. No, no. I'm on a journey. I am transitioning. I, one of these days, I'm going to be sitting with the Lord in the heavens. I'm going to be in heaven with him. And my, my gray hair or lack of hair is taking me to that place. So, so what, is, what am I saying? I am now more established in the faith when I had not one single gray strand in my head. I am more established in the faith. More established. So when you see these gray beard people, bearded people and gray haired people, you say, oh, now you ought to be. Don't, don't have lying hair now. You know, don't let your hair lie to everybody. Say you're established and you're not. But you know, no, established in the faith. Established in the faith. And some of you who are, who are blessed enough to, you know, to whatever color your hair is, whether it's black, brown, uh, blonde, and you don't have any gray hair, just say, no, no, but I got a lot of roots that are that way. Are you with me? Talking about being established. He says, as you have been taught. And then he says, abounding in it with thanksgiving. We ought to be rejoicing. We're people who will rejoice. Be excited about God. Not, you know, I'm on my way to heaven and I'm sad about it. But, but I'm on my way to heaven. We used to sing a song when I was a boy. I'm on my way to heaven and I'm so glad. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm so glad the devil can't do me any harm. See, that's, that is our faith. That's our testimony. And so we are empowered. Now, why are we empowered? Just to be empowered? No. We are em empowered so that we can stand in the evil day. So that we can stand in the evil day. When young people see that you are, uh, as, as I am now, uh, Paul calls himself Paul the aged. And so now I consider myself an old man, you know. But, but that, for most people, that says, oh, he's feeble. No, I'm strong. When you see me, me uh, maybe a little, uh, moving a little slowly up here, it's not because I'm, I'm weak from age. I'm just weak from spending time with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Spending time and, and, and not eating and praying and doing that. But no, I'm strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord. Come on. You can be strong in the Lord. And, and this is what God, God is doing. So that you and I will be encouragement to our young children, our, our children and grandchildren and, and young brothers and sisters. We want to be encouragement to them. Let them see the old man standing. Let them see the, 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 the woman who is advanced in years standing. Let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You know, he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit. Now, what they were asking, 
him, uh, the disciples were asking Jesus in this uh, Acts chapter, first chapter of Acts. They were saying, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, we want to be the big people on the block. You know, you've promised it, so you're going to restore, he says. It's not for you to know that. Those things God the Father has placed in his own power, his own authority. He says, but this is what I'm going to tell you. You shall receive uh, power uh, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you're going to uh, be a strong witness. So what, what is he saying, witness? I think sometimes we think that that's just a verbal witness. Yeah, that, it's that too. But he says, no, no, you're going to be an example witness. You're going to be the kind of person who is an overcomer. People seeing you overcoming this and overcoming that, they see you going when, uh, when the winds of life have blown others over, but you keep going. So he says, what's wrong? How is that guy doing that? Well, they investigate. You are a witness. You are a reporter of the goodness of God. That's what he wants us to do. Sometimes I think that many of us think that the Christian life is to sort of uh, uh, give us the things that we've always wanted. Can I just tell you what I love about growing in the Lord? I love uh, this about growing in the Lord. The things, as, as uh, Brother James led us in this song today, the things of earth have grown strangely dim. I was saying to Nathan a few days ago, Nathan, I don't know anything I want. I don't, there's no thing that I want. I don't want a bigger house. I don't want a bigger car. I don't want a, my own jet plane. I don't want a yacht. I don't know. I, don't, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. I want to know him deeper. And now, I, I've said this to you numerous times in the past. When I was younger, I, I was reading 27th Psalm. And I used to, when I would read that David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And when I used to read that, I thought, wow, I think I would be bored. Now, no, you guys, you know, you don't think like that. Oh, you've always been holy and righteous. But, but I... <laughs> I'm just a normal person. I just think, man, I don't, I don't know about that. But as I've grown in the Lord, as, I've, as, the, as the empowerment of Jesus Christ within has, it has strengthened me. He's not just strengthened me physically, but he's strengthened me mentally. He's strengthened me physically. He has also, but he's strengthened me spiritually. He has strengthened me in every way. And now he's even made my eyes able to see beyond the natural. And he's able to do that for you as well. And that's, that's what the empowerment has to do with. It has to do with more than just material and natural. It, this is so, so amazing. And so you must be a witness. How are you comporting yourself in the Lord? So big, right? Now let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verses 1 and 2. So Paul, now again, he, he speaks to Timothy and he gives him a command. And in this command that he gives Timothy is power. We talk about the word of God is powerful. And sometimes I, I think that many of us will read the word of God and we say, oh, the word of God is powerful. It's almost like it's powerful to my ear. But it's, it is that. But it's also powerful to your living. The word of God is powerful to your living. Now, notice what he says. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So Paul says to him, this is what I want from you. Be strong. So when we, when we talk, we have now taken on this 
God-likeness, if I may say. Now, don't run out here half-cocked. We're not God. But we take on this God-likeness so that as God speaks into people, now we have begun to now speak into people. You can see that in the scriptures when, when uh, uh, Peter and all the disciples were performing miracles and, and saying various things. Then the younger people, well, Stephen is the prime example of it. He began to say and do things just like the apostles did. And it's so amazing. So, so Paul now hears the, the words of Jesus who says to him, now rise, get on your feet, go in the city. You know, I've got somebody that's going to tell you what to do, you know. And so Paul says, Timothy, be strong. It's, it's big. Be strong. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So he gives him a command, and the word of God is commanding. Be strong. So when we are preaching the word of God, it's the voice of God saying, be strong. So you say, well, when you're young, sometimes you go, you know, you look like you can just uh, defeat a bear, uh, you know, in the woods. You, you can take a bull and ride him until he drops. You know, you, you just got all that energy. You know, drive a, a race car and, until he runs out of gas. You, you're just amazing. But still, in all of that, you're not what you should be yet because you think you, that strength comes from you. Strength comes from your muscles. Strength comes from, from your good eyes right now. But it's an amazing thing that God will do, that, that as your eyes grow a little dimmer, you, got, you can see better. Yeah. When your strength starts to fade, starts to fade, you are stronger in the Lord than you've ever been. So he says to, to Timothy, be strong. And so I say to you, be strong. I say, be empowered. Walk it out. No temptation has overtaken you except what is coming to man. Overcome it. Yeah. Overcome the doubt. Overcome the fear. He says, you be strong. And so now because Timothy and all of us are living in not the, this per se atmosphere as we live in or even this uh, western hemisphere, but we are living in the God sphere. When you are living in the world and in this world system, it's like, wow, all these bad things are happening. Well, yes, I am in this, but I'm not of this. I am in this in the sense that I'm physically here, but I'm spiritually somewhere else. And you are spiritually somewhere else. You may be physically right here, but you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's where you are. I am grateful. I am grateful to Jesus for the empowerment. Well, thank you, God, for the empowerment. And you have made us unapologetic for the grace of God. Thank you for this God sphere, this grace sphere, where we can live. We're in a world. People see us walking around next to them. They don't know there's a divine secret at work. And this divine secret says, I'm here, but I'm not of here. I'm in another realm. I want you to get that. And when you get that, you're empowered. You're made strong. And this is when all of these scriptures will come so true for you and come to bear upon your life favorite scriptures no weapon formed against you will prosper 
you'll become un unapologetically Christian. You'll, you will experience the fact that you're more than a conqueror. You're more than just a person who seems to do well. You're son of God in action. And that's for men and women, you're sons of God in action. That's what God wants to display on this planet. He doesn't want to display a little bit better secular thinking. Some of us Christians will go along with God. We're walking with God. But when we get into the supernatural, we start, ooh, I don't want to get weird. Weird to whom? Weird to God or weird to this world system? Weird to whom? You're already weird if you're a Christian to, to the world. So I don't want to get weird. Well, hey, weird me out if it's God. You know, you imagine somebody, they want to be saved, but they don't want to, I don't want to get weird. What, you, you think it's, it's cool to the world to one day when the trumpet sound and stuff, you go up, you don't want to be weird? You can stay down here. You know very well. You see somebody flying through the air, you're going to say, oh, Jesus, hey, hey, hey. Come on, no, no, I'm just, God has called us to the supernatural. Now, we're not going to, as it were, whip it up. But this is what God, this is empowerment. So let's yield ourselves to Jesus and whatever he wants, all right? Thank you. I'm going to be back in a minute. Brother James.